Coming up today, we take a deep dive into the top 10 mistakes people make planning for retirement. Natixis has just released a survey of advisors to find out what they see as the most common mistakes people make and will offer some advice to avoid them. And now, the Texas Financial Advisory Radio Show with Brooklyn Chandler Willard. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is the Texas Financial Advisory Radio Show. Welcome. Brooklyn Chandler Willie is here. She is president and CEO of Texas Financial Advisory. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. And uh, Brooklyn, of course, is, uh, well, she's a fiduciary. She's independent. She's, um, the well, I said the president and CEO of Texas Financial Advisory. Hey, Brooklyn, what's going on? Hey, Steve. Uh, you know, a lot's going on and nothing's going on, right? That is how it is, right? Every day. <laughs> yeah. There's always something. I, I, you know, when you talk about um, this is sort of an interesting perspective of things because this uh, Natixis. Not Say yet. that five times yeah, fast. Exactly. Natixis is a, a financial, you know, planning company or financial advisors. And, and they surveyed advisors like you and found mm-hmm. out what the advisors are seeing as some of the biggest mistakes their clients and potential clients are making. And uh, Brooklyn, you agree? 49% said uh, underestimating the impact of inflation. Well, I I think that that is, you know, where we live here in Texas, we are seeing that impact. But I think that, that, you know, we have met a lot of people that have moved into our area that have conveyed that how much more expensive it is to live in New Jersey or live in California. So um, it's it's coming, you know, Um, and and again, the cost of everything's going up around us. I mean, what what costs ten dollars today is going to cost twenty dollars in the near future. It's it's just it's it's kind of gross. Well, I think you know? it's interesting that you know in in your part of Texas where people are moving in, mm-hmm. they say the prices are higher elsewhere. So this is almost a relief. Well, that's what I'm saying. But that's like that's why they're moving here. But yeah. it's just going to be a ripple effect. We're going to see it as well. So sure. it, it is a coming. And, um, yeah, I've seen people putting off retiring right now because of that. They are worried about where we live and all the changes that are happening with this influx of all these lovely folks from all around the United States that are moving to our area um, in mass exodus. And, you know, I don't blame them. It's a great place to live. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. But we, you know, again, it is going to have a... uh, a ripple down effect. And, and so of course we're seeing the same effects at the grocery stores as most people across the United States of, um, you know, not being able to get items still or the cost of items to, to go up. And, um, of course the big joke now is, is the cost of eggs, right? Because all those birds that were killed due to the avian flu outbreak, well, there's now a, an egg shortage, you know, again, there's always a, an effect to every cause. And so, um, the cost of eggs have gone up. Now I've told you this before, Steve, my, we have chickens of our own. Right. So we have eggs. You got so, eggs. I mean, I, I feel like I'm the, the golden goose here. <laughs> I, I have my own eggs. Exactly. But, but sadly, those girls are are just not producing enough eggs right now. <laughs> like with it being cold, they don't like the cold weather. So, um, you know, when they would give us about eight eggs a, a day, we're down to like three eggs. Oh, but I know. I mean, but now I guess those every egg's worth like ten bucks. <laughs> I think I mean, you're right. 
I think you're right. So we're talking about uh, things that advisors hear from clients, potential clients. And, uh, you know, so yes, inflation, but underestimating how long you'll live. I mean, we talked about longevity risk many times. Yeah. And it's not even just under underestimating how long you'll live. It's the cost of, as you age, the cost of caring for you. And so I, I mean, I have a handful of clients right now that are, you know, in their eighties and nineties that they're, they're not in great health and, but the, they don't have something necessarily terminal, but they need help around the house. They need help to get groceries. Um, some have had to go into assisted living homes and that is expensive. It's very expensive. And some of them have long-term care insurance. Some of them are able to self-fund, but it's going fast. And so, you know, I mean, again, it, until it affects you, you don't really understand it, right? And right. Like, we see this all the time. I mean, literally I had two meetings this week with families that are now, you know, their clients were our clients and, or their parents, sorry, their parents were our, are our clients. And now they're stepping in to help care for mom and dad because mom and dad are moving into a facility or memory care or things like that. And, you know, their month to month spending needs have gone from just needing like three to $4,000 a month to now needing 10, 12, $15,000 a month because the care that's needed to, you know, be for their parents. Sure. And so um, when I'm talking to those children, right, grown children, yeah. obviously, and they're you know, looking at working maybe another 10, 15 years, or maybe they're already retired, right? And they're sitting here going, oh my gosh, it's so expensive for my parents. How's it going to be for us? And so had they not gone through that experience, they really, really couldn't wrap their brains around it because um, it, it's it's hard to, ex, you know, understand yeah. the cost of the healthcare until you're actually paying those bills. Sure. Well, and I mean... And again, it's it's a situation that that obviously families find themselves in, and and uh, it can be like you said, pretty devastating. Yeah, and and I mean, again, we have some people that are perfectly physically healthy, but just mentally not there, and so they're in these memory care facilities, and those are expensive. Mm -hmm. I mean, and somebody's got to pay the bill, or you know, again, I mean you're quitting your job to help care for him. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a predicament. And we, we go through this quite a bit with several, several people. And so as we do this, and as we're looking at other things that uh, sort of mistakes, if you will, that uh, people are making when they tell their, when they talk to their advisor, they're talking about investment income. And how is that different than regular income? Or is it all the same? Well, I think you're kind of blending into tax you know, the tax due uh -huh. on, on investments or, or how you're getting your money. So let's just talk with, let's just stick with cash flow for the time okay, being. Okay, good, yeah. Because cash flow is king. You know, everybody says cash is king. Well, maybe in real estate, but for retirement, you want cash flow. You want to replace your, your paycheck so that you can live life on your terms. And so um, the, there was a, you know, people look for simple rules just what do i need to know um you know how much can i take from my account and somebody somewhere came up with this rule called the four percent rule meaning that if you have 
um, anything saved for retirement and you put that into a blend of stocks and bonds, you could take out 4% each year and have enough money to survive upon for your retirement. Well, you know, that doesn't necessarily work. And so, um, because your account may not grow up, you know, go by, go up by 4%. And so if the, say like the S and P 500 for 2022 was down by 20%, when you took out 4%, well, that's 24% of your account gone. And then next year you take out 4% of the remaining balance. You're, we just talked about the cost of everything's going up. Well, now your paycheck went down because you've got 24% less of your account there to use, right? Right. So um, we spend a lot of time on putting together income plans for, for clients because there's not just one way to create an income plan. It's what you're comfortable with. And um, and then also a scale of, you know, I mean, from guaranteed income to maybe income, what are you comfortable with and the pros and cons of all that. But that's where we hang our hat. That's our niche, if you will. Um, I, I mean, our client base has expanded through the years because we're going on 15 years of being in business. Uh, so, of course, we have folks that are younger that have come in because they, you know, word of mouth or they inherited money. But the same concept is, listen, eventually you want to retire. So we want to grow this nest egg. You don't need it now. But we want to grow it in a manner so that you know, without a doubt, what the cash flow will create if you were to retire at 50 or 55 or 60, 65, wherever that falls for you, right? So cash flow is a, an art, a skill, and it takes a combination of tools to create for each and every client. Uh, that's what we call your TFA financial roadmap. And in, for, for our callers of the show, we talk about this week after week. We set aside time on our calendar for you um, to come in and just, uh, you know, have a conversation. It doesn't cost you anything because it's one thing to hear our show week after week and hear me talk about it. But to really see it in action for you is a totally different story. And so um, we, you know, try and make the barrier of entry very low for that, meaning that you don't have to pay us anything up front. It's a conversation to come in um, to go over your situation in order to see if, we can provide any value for you. Um, otherwise, you know, we will say, hey, you're doing everything great. You know, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, if you'd like to take advantage of that, the number here is 844-832-7469. That's 844-TFA-SHOW. Um, of course, you can always visit our website, texasfinancialadvisory.com. Get a lot of great information there. You can actually schedule your own appointment from that website, texasfinancialadvisory.com. Sounds great, Brooklyn. We're going to take a quick break. We're coming right back, though. We've got a lot more to talk about here on the Texas Financial Advisory Radio Show with Brooklyn chandler Willie. The only constant in life is change. And with that in mind, we're sharing seven milestones to speak with your advisor about. Welcome back. This is the Texas Financial Advisory Radio Show with Brooklyn Chandler-Willie. I am consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Brooklyn, of course, president and CEO of Texas Financial Advisory in San Antonio. She's a registered investment advisor and a fiduciary independent. And well, your whole shop is a fiduciary shop, right? I mean, you're you're looking out for us. Yeah. And the difference there, we you know speak about this every so often on the radio show, is 
my advisors that work with clients, there's a client relationship, a client agreement between the advisor and the client. Um, we, you know, we don't custody our own money. You know, basically we're your project manager. Your money is with third-party custodians, something like Fidelity or Schwab, what have you, um, which is different than those advisors that work for, say, a brokerage, um, you know, brokerage or a bank wherein your money is being custodied with them or there are a in-house advisor for that custodian, right? Mm -hmm. And so the big difference there is we work for the client, right, versus working for the investment products we sell. Um, so therefore, we're able to put together what makes the most sense for the client. We're able to combine products and tools on both the Wall Street side and the safe side, the investment, the insurance world. So you get truly what is a customized plan versus a sales quota that we're trying to meet. Right. And again, though, that, that's really what it's all about in terms of working with you as, as an advisor. And, uh, you know, like you said, you want a relationship with, with the clients, and, I, and that makes perfect sense. But what we're going to kind of go over here today is are some things that you really should talk to your advisor about. I mean, I like job change or job loss. I mean, you're going to talk to your, your spouse, of course, but what about your financial advisor? I mean, how important is it to check in with you at that point? And I feel like maybe, and again, I'm guilty of this too. We've gotten to this, um, we've gotten to the state of, I just do it on my own, right? You, mm -hmm. you can Google whatever you need to figure out or, um, you know, why pay money for that if you can do it yourself. But in reality, there are times that you need experts, right? I mean, if I need a brain surgery, I'm not going to go Google how to do surgery on my brain. <laughs> Um, and so, I mean, if I need my oil changed, I'm not going to change my own oil. No, of course pay not. someone because I don't want to mess up my car. Um, but yeah, so there's times in life that you need to seek a professional's opinion. And despite the fact that you could Google it or say if it's, you know, tax preparation, you can do your own taxes. Well, what if there's a better way of structuring things? Your, your turbo tax isn't going to come back and give you those, those, um, strategies, if you will, right? So, um, I mean, typically there is some sort of life event that people come to a financial advisor for. If they don't have one, they either seek one out, um, you know, being that they are changing jobs or uh, have lost their job because that means there's some sort of investment left behind that they've got to make a decision about their old 401k, um, there's also decisions about insurance that they've got to go through and navigate, um, you know, new investments with the new company. And that's all things that we, you know, assist our clients through to be able to make the best of, uh, you know, best of their decisions so that they can just focus on doing their job and making the most money that they can make. Sure. That's, I mean, yeah, that's what we all want. Sure. The um, So one of the other things uh, that we check in with our advisor is if there's a marriage or divorce or, you know, maybe the spouse passes away, uh, any kind of change in that uh, in that marital status is something that we need to check in with you with with because there's there's a lot of things that might have to change at that point. Yeah. And, you know, obviously going through a divorce um, is hard and traumatizing, especially if you've been married for a long time. Um I, as a caveat, me personally, I have a, a certified divorce financial analyst designation. So there are times I get pulled in for um, in divorces by, you know, either 
clients reach out or or not clients, they become clients, but um, people going through a divorce reach out for assistance or attorneys will reach out because the attorneys are looking to, you know, divide the estate. And um, sometimes it doesn't make sense to just split it down the middle. Sometimes it means, you know, makes more sense to, um, you know, award assets differently versus just 100% 50-50. And so that's what a, a certified divorce financial analyst comes in. It it helps save the client money in the long run because they're, you know, getting that financial uh, opinion on the divorce versus just, you know, going back and forth with a negotiation with the lawyers. So um, that is something that we, you know, have people reach out and then eventually become clients. But, um, of course, loss of a spouse, you know, the death of a spouse. Man, I mean, I feel like since 2020, be it COVID or what have you, we just have had a lot of calls about passing of, of uh, spouses, whether mm-hmm. there are already clients or people that are reaching out to us because they you know, have experienced the loss. I, I kid you not, Steve, just this last week, we had someone reach out and I don't know if they reached out from TV, radio, I, I don't know, um, to set an appointment. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Love to help great. you. So our appointment setter uh, was talking to them, trying to get that fixed. And it was really loud in the background. <laughs> and so he was having a hard time hearing them. And the this prospective client was at the funeral. Oh no. <laughs> and I was like, uh, can we just set a phone call with them? Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, but yes. that's, that's how important you are though. I mean, that's how important our money is. I, I mean, there you go. So I got, I don't know what it looks like. We, we have a phone call coming up. Right. So if well, they're listening to the radio show, I, I mean, I would say it. I thought it was funny that you it is funny. called in from the funeral. <laughs> Wow. There you go. All right. One of the things that we're facing, too, is, uh, you know, baby boomers in particular. We talk about that sandwich generation. And I mean, again, so the baby boomers getting close to retirement, their parents could be, you know, in the elderly world and, and need, need to be taken care of. That's what we have to end up doing. And, and that can often be at the detriment of our own retirement. Right. And it's very hard for people to wrap their brain around it because they've not thought about that. And they hear they've been working really hard to raise their family, get everyone out the door, college paid for whatever they do for their own children. And then they look up and now they're having to sacrifice their, you know, really biggest opportunity to make money in their career because they're now caring for their parents. We call that the sandwich generation because they're stuck between their, you know, their own family kids versus now their their aging parents. And um, that is not only financially tough, but emotionally tough. And I can empathize with that. And um, we we really want to make sure we take care of you um, and, and so that you can still retire when you want to retire so you can enjoy your life. Right. And not take years off your life because you're so worried about just keeping your head above water. Right. One of the other things that uh, we should check in with you about is, uh, well, having a child, certainly. But I know, um, I mean, I've got friends that are grandparents, and they, they want to check in when the grandchild is, is there. Sure, because, you know, again, people realize, hey, if I had started saving earlier in life, I would have not had to work so hard later in life. So if you can save just a fraction for your 
grandkids and give them a leg up, you know, that's great. And so we do have a lot of strategies and tools that we've worked with people that, um, you know, that are looking to create a financial legacy for, you know, well beyond their time here on earth. So, uh, so that's fun. I love that. That's very fun. Now I'm kind of opinionated about some things as far as what tools are out there, because I'm like, you know, if you're going to do this, we want to do it right. And, um, one of the things I'm excited about with the new secure act, we talked about this, our last show is that old 529 plans can now be rolled into Roth IRAs because um, if you go back and listen to old shows of mine, I was always like, "Ugh, 529s, they're horrible." Well, I'm my my tune has changed because now <laughs> we can use those 529s for Roth IRAs. Right, they're great. Uh, and again, the the, um, the opportunity to come on in and sit down. You've got some spots on the calendar. Let's uh, let's invite folks to call. Sure. And again, we we speak each week about opening up our doors and allowing you to come in, meet with myself or one of the advisors here at Texas Financial Advisory, and I get it. It's kind of daunting. Like, well, what am I, what is expected of me? Really, there's not. It's just a time to have a conversation. You know, you've listened to the show. Maybe you've listened over years. And it's just, you know, a way to kind of put perspective on things, whether you are a good candidate to work with us now or in the future. Where can we bring you value? And we can't know that until we have a one-on-one conversation. So reach out to us here at 844 844- 832-7469. That's 844-TFA-SHOW. Uh, we have a lot of information out on the internet that if you'd like to go check out our website, texasfinancialadvisory.com, visit our social media, um, YouTube, and just texasfinancialadvisory.com. Got our TV shows out on our YouTube channel. You can watch, you can binge watch all those episodes. Um, but, uh, you know, again- Because that's a Saturday night date night. I mean, there you go. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I feel like there's people have a lot of like pinned up energy before they come in. Right. Like, what are you going to sell me? Or is this like a timeshare program where I'm going to come in? I'm going to walk away with, you know, regret. Well, no, that's not it at all. You know, it's really just a time to consider what you're doing. I promise you. If you work with us or don't work with us, you're going to get a lot out of that appointment because we're able to put kind of a perspective and educate you on your situation. It's one-on-one. You're not having to go to some seminar or some dinner to get just generic information. You're getting something that's customized for you. So that number again is 844-832-7469. That's 844-TFA-SHOW. And we are off to a break, but we're coming back. we got more here on the Texas Financial Advisory Radio Show with Brooklyn chandler Willie. Will you be better or worse off in retirement than your parents or your grandparents? When we come back, the results of a survey with some startling facts about planning for retirement. On the Texas Financial Advisory Radio Show, Brooklyn Chandler Willie is here. I'm Steve Siddall, and we have a lot to talk about. You, you got me thinking here, uh, Brooklyn, uh, when, when you talk about the better or worse than our parents or grandparents. I, I think of my grandparents, and they retired. 
they both worked, they retired, they moved back to my hometown, they got a house, they and they just lived their lives because they both had a pension, they both had social security, and they, and they both had a pension. I mean, how much sweeter could it be? It's not like that today. Well, I mean, pensions definitely don't exist like they did back in the day. Um, I know that my, my grandparents were able to get money at the bank and make you know, 10, 12% on their CDs. So yeah, a lot of things have changed. Um, but let's, let's look at also our aging population, right? Sure. And so, I mean, just some basic facts. And back in 1950, there were 205 million people over the age of 60. Fast forward to just 2017, there were a billion people over the age of 60. Wow. And then we estimate by the population growth that by 2050, that we're going to have 2.1 billion people over the age of 60. So we have more people retiring. That's more people working for companies. Those companies can't continue to feed, you know, feed that worker that's retired plus the workers that are now working. So, um, so yeah, you are, you are SOL, you are on your (laughs) On your your own, own. sure. Um, To take care of yourself and take care of your family. And it is what it is. So, um, you know, no time like the present to start planning for it. Well, yeah. And those numbers, by the way, are worldwide, not just U.S. numbers. (laughs) I can't imagine it would be 2.1 billion. Although, Mm -hmm. you know, but with 10,000 people a day turning 65, really those ages between, you know, 62 and 65 are, I mean, you're just inundated with people. You've got a lot of folks to take care of out there. Well, I mean, yes, there, there. I mean, we we do have a lot of great opportunities as a firm, um, but there's a lot of competition, right? And sure. so um, we aren't the right fit for everybody that walks through our door, which is the beauty of being a fiduciary. You know, again, there's no pressure to have to sell certain products or certain tools. It's are we a good fit for you? Can we bring you value? And so I think that's a different, you know, just because you have money saved doesn't mean we necessarily will be a good fit, right? Right. So, um, I mean, there's many times I've, I've met with people that definitely have the assets, but there's something else there. There's maybe a mindset problem that, like, they just look at life a little bit differently than I can really grasp onto or... um you know, there's a personality conflict, sure, right? Of course. I mean, it happens. I, that is what it is. So. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about the um, the difference between retirement then versus now. I thought it was interesting that only said uh, 90% of the re- retirees say that the government has to do something to address Social Security. Well, again, that's sort of the, the elephant in the room, isn't it? I mean, I definitely, I mean, be it that I'm... I don't know. I'm aging, Steve. Yes, of course. We all are. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah there's there's lost faith in our government, our political system. Um, I mean, I found it fascinating. I mean, the last presidential election, I mean, I, what is it, the first time in, ever in U.S. history that you've gone to bed and not known who the president's going to be, not even know it the next day? Um, so there's just a lot happening. My One of my majors in college is political science, so there is a science to politics and it is, I mean, I feel like it's all a, you know, experiment. 
Yeah, sure. It's being studied well, it is. for it's us a, to look back, right? It's, yeah, it's a, it's a big experiment. That's what America is. <laughs> so, um, but when we talk about government assistance, I mean, when we work together with our clients, yes, there are ways to maximize your government assistance through like Social Security benefits. But in reality, it goes back to what we just talked about. You're on your own. And so whatever you save, you've got to take care of and create, you know, not only the cash flow to provide for you to have, you know, financial freedom, but possibly leave that on to your, your loved ones. Right. And one of the other things that we, that we're hearing a lot of is people are, you said this at the top of the show, that people are delaying their retirement and they're saying, well, I'm just going to keep working. And then there are those who say, well, I'm, you know, I don't want to retire. I love my job. I'm going to work till I die. And I mean, that that often doesn't happen, does it? Yeah, this is, I mean, I want to say within the last, like, maybe it's a COVID thing that this, people are scared to retire because they know once they retire, that's it. Like to try and go back into the workforce or uh, find another opportunity, whether they, Let's say, I mean, we've seen a lot of people, you know, companies close down, right? So they got laid off and now they're trying to find jobs. So once they get a job, they don't want to lose it. And um, so there is more fear, I feel like, around totally calling it quits. And so that's where you have to comp- like go, is my my peace of mind, my health, that I'm compromising my health because of the stress of my job, like of all those things, is it really worth it to keep working here? Or is there a way to say, I have saved enough and this is what it's going to give me for cash flow. I can retire. So that peace of mind that can come from, you know, having that planning, that's what we do day in and day out. Um, And and so, I mean, I can't tell someone you have to retire, right? Right. Of course your, Your health could create a situation where you don't have a choice, right? I mean, there we've had. We've seen, sadly, people have strokes, heart attacks, and nobody really wants to die at their desk. I mean, that's horrible. <laughs> no, of course not. So. <laughs> it is horrible. The, um, and so, you know, we, let's talk about healthcare for a second, because that's one of the things that often uh, it can really mess us up if we don't talk about all the things that need to be talked about. Right. Now, we do have some people that have enough saved to retire, but they are under the age of 65. And their employer, even if they have saved enough and want to retire, doesn't offer health care as a gap between, you know, under the age of 65 and Medicare. So I find that my clients that have the confidence that they could retire, but yet are still working so that they can have health insurance are happier than those that are working because they are scared to retire. Um there are ways to create, you know, that healthcare uh, safety net in that bridge between retirement and when you're eligible for Medicare, and we can help educate you on those different options. But um, the cost of healthcare, of course, is going up, but also know that Medicare doesn't cover everything. And so we've got to have enough cushion in your retirement planning, your cash flow planning to be able to cover those, uh, you know, additional costs. Sure. Um, and uh, life expectancy is uh, longer than it has been, although it went down a little bit during COVID. But uh, but again, that is something that we have to take into account because I know you run the, your plans out a long ways. We run plans to have you living to be 100. Perfect. Because we want to make sure your cash flow 
is sufficient that it's going to cover you up to age 100 with increases for inflation. And if we can't reach that, you know, we at least have late expectations of when you could run out of money. Um, but our goal is to be able to stretch that out so that you are 100 years old and you've not had to worry about running out of money. Running out of money. Well, and so, so let's say that someone passes away before that. And then what happens to that money? So it depends on the type of money, meaning like, is it retirement money? Is it non-retirement money? Um, do you have a trust? Do you, you know, beneficiaries on accounts will trump all sort of estate planning documents. So part of our, the, you know, I guess departments here at Texas Financial Advisory is helping you navigate the estate planning aspect of, you know, having accounts structured while you're alive and then when you are to pass away and and that also merges into our tax planning because if you have a account like a retirement account an IRA um, that you have not paid taxes on it there's rules for those taxes when you die and so um, you know again we can help lay that out for for you while you're alive and then for your beneficiaries when you are um, deceased sure um, so a lot of folks too, as we get close to retirement, have to decide if we're going to stay in the house that we've been in forever, or if we need to downsize. Do you help us with that decision? I mean, obviously the decision is ours to make, but can you lay it out for us and say, you know, might show which one is better than the other? Um, yeah. And again, it's interesting. There's, uh, you know, kind of a change, just like in anything in the baby boomers, they've changed the senior living homes, right? And so we're seeing these communities where uh, the block and leave, I mean, so that you can have a nice house, but you're not having to worry about the upkeep of, um, you know, the, the yard or if you're out of town, if the pipes freeze or, you know, what all those things that come with owning a house. So that's that's been interesting to see those developments see go that up. change. Interesting. Um, my husband, I've, I think I've talked about this on the show before, but, you know, he works for a commercial uh, construction company here in San Antonio, and they actually had a client out of El Paso that did this um, uh, senior living center. Sure. And they're building one here in San Antonio. And it's a really unique concept because it's not somewhere that people live, but it's almost like a community center for seniors. They can go and it's got, you know, the doctors, they can get their hair done, they can get their laundry done, they you know, do all that kind of all in one place, um, exercise. And, um, so that's, you know, a, a really cool new oh, yeah. concept. But can you but play pickleball? Yes, you can. <laughs> all right. Cause that is the number one sport <laughs> rowing, not only for our baby boomers, but, um, for, you know, I guess the U S right. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's becoming a big deal. I feel like it's something I should just try my sister became a pickleball coach no she went through some coaching program that she's now a certified pickleball coach <laughs> well you know hey that's a good idea she probably can make some money at that well i i mean i guess if she has She's making friends. Right? <laughs> making friends, exactly. Well, let's, uh, you know, folks, if you're interested, why don't you make friends with Brooklyn and uh, give her a call? And and maybe we can all go pick pickleball. Go pick, exactly. You're on. <laughs> um, so, you know, like Steve's mentioned earlier, I've mentioned earlier, we have laid out times on our calendar to 
um, dedicate to you a, a new uh, appointment to come in and discuss your situation. Or maybe you've talked to us before and life has changed and you want to come in and get a another opinion on what's going on. Um, no judgment here. Give us a call, 844-832-7469. That's 844-TFA-SHOW. And uh, if you can't get through on the phone, you can always visit our website, texasfinancialadvisory.com. Sign up for our newsletter. You can actually book your own appointment from there. Um, and we'll get in and get get moving on what we could do to help you. I like it. Well, we're going to take one more quick break. Come on back and have another segment here on the Texas Financial Advisory Radio Show with Brooklyn Chandler Willie. Well, we are going to visit my favorite time of the show and answer our listeners' questions. If you have a question, you can always reach out through our website, texasfinancialadvisory.com. And if I don't answer it directly, we may visit it here on the show. This is, uh, like you said, this is one of your favorite parts. It's, it is interesting to me as well in terms of, of just what people are asking. And, and again, how often someone writes in with a question that, you know, a bunch of other people have. So this is a great way to reach a lot of people, I think. Yeah. And, you know, again, it helps, I think, that people get intimidated because they feel like it's a dumb question or... Right. They don't know who to ask. So it's a, a nice anonymous way for us to get you some information. But here's the disclosure that uh, is probably going to be in some other person's voice at, at the end of the segment. You know, the advice I'm giving is very general in nature because I don't know you and I don't know all the situation at hand. I only know what you've told me. When you come in and you meet with us, you'll ask one question and you may get you know, 10 questions back from us so we can give you the right answer. Sure. So, Well, all right. Well, let's jump into some questions here then. Uh, Dan is up first from San Antonio. Dan's asking, uh, how do I pick an advisor and how should a financial advisor be paid? I like both of those questions. So the first thing, whenever I just had this mental vision of how do I pick an advisor, I had this whole like pin the tail on the donkey thing, like you know, blindfold. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, don't do that, I guess. Um there are different types of advisors out there. Um, there are specialists, right? And um, versus there's also generalists in the financial planning world. And the best way to kind of determine what type of advisor is to identify what kind of advisor you're looking to work with yourself. Um, do you want someone that's more involved and a relationship driven type of advisor? Or are you just wanting transactional, you know, just, maybe no relationship whatsoever. Um, I find that, you know, maybe I'm projecting. I think that people like having live human interaction and um, it helps kind of uh, put puts things together, bridges the gaps. Um, but really in reality, uh, there's two, two uh types of advisors out there, meaning there's the broker dealer side or there's the registered investment advisory firms. And um, the third type would be just an insurance only type of advisor. And I know like on the radio stations here in San Antonio and where it plays all around this area, the other, the other, you know, financial shows, most of them are insurance only. So they're selling just annuities, life insurance, commission-based products. The other types of advisors, a broker dealer, 
that is someone that, again, we brought this up earlier in the show, the advisor that works for that broker dealer, their loyalty and fiduciary duty is to their employer, the Wells Fargo, the Ever Jones. Um, so they're, they're not necessarily what they're recommending is what their company has put together and what they are allowed to sell you. Um, not necessarily what's the right fit. It's what's the right fit within their Rolodex of products. Sure. Um, the third type is what we are here at Texas Financial Advisory, and that's a registered investment advisory firm. So um, the difference there is that our relationship, our loyalty and duty is to the client, not to the products or the companies that we, you know, offer our use in our plans. So again, it's figuring out what type, you know, you're looking for, and then you can interview them because again, you, you know, the, the hope is whoever you pick is the last person you have to pick. It's not typically healthy to just bounce around um, between advisors because there's, you know, there's things that come with that. It's, it's interesting in this industry because it's not like real estate, right? Like you may buy three or four homes in your lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you may use the same realtor, but once that deal's done, like you're done, like you're not necessarily every year calling them up like, well, my property taxes are due and I'm going to have to put a new roof on and like, they don't care. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> unless you're selling your house, yes. they don't care. Well, that's, I mean, that's the difference between a fiduciary and, and the, the, those that have to apply, deal with suitability, right? I mean, yeah. big, big difference because suitability is really generic. And what's been interesting is that these broker dealers have created kind of a hybrid program where they have that fiduciary. But the deal is, is that they're, the fiduciary duty is that they're recommending the best fit still within the products that they offer. Yep. So if you felt if you were, uh, you know, let's say Lincoln Financial had a better product than, you know, Allianz, but your advisor you know, only sells Allianz, then you're not even going to know about the Lincoln Financial product. Right. Or if, um, you know, going to the managed side of the world, um, there's there's different money managers out there that you just would never have the opportunity to invest with because they're not under that umbrella of the broker dealer. Sure. So uh, it's, it's hard to explain. Well, no, but um, I get it. But that's a question that, that we shouldn't be afraid to ask you. I mean, you're, you know, you got to get paid for what you do. And, you know, the, the transparency that, that working with a fiduciary offers is just, it's refreshing. And what's interesting is you can go to the, the broker dealer worlds, right? The Edward Jones, the Wirehouse, the Merrill Lynch's, the banks. Well, if you read through the documents, because this is it is transparent as well, it's just hard to get to it and it's hard to understand. They will explain, like, we have a relationship with American funds and we get this much of a kickback by selling their products. And so whereas on our side, on the registered investment advisory side, we don't have any of those type of relations. We don't get any kickbacks or soft dollars because we've sold certain products. All right. That, that makes sense. And uh, all right. Uh, there you go, Dan. Uh, give us a call. It's 844-832-7469. Um, and now we go to Kirk in Corpus Christi. Kirk says, uh, I'm almost 40. Between my wife and I, uh, we have about 300000 in different retirement accounts. Our combined income is 160000 we save 20% a year currently. 
retirement is something I've always been anxious about because I grew up without a lot of money and have older relatives in their 60s who have never been able to retire or get stuck working menial jobs to afford groceries. My goal is to be able to walk away from work at 62 if I want to. Well, even though you're almost 40, it is a great time to kind of consider your options because if you're able to sell tw- save 20% of your income, it's now what is that money going to do for you in the, the meantime, right. right? Right. And so um, you don't have to just use your employer-sponsored retirement plans. You are allowed to have investments outside of just what you have at work. So uh, there are some, I mean, it's been so interesting to see some of the evolution of products and tools that are opening up to younger people because they're trying to appeal to those younger, that younger audience. And so, um, yeah, I'd love to sit down Kirk to meet with you, your wife. Um, if I'm not available, I've got three great advisors here, Texas financial advisory that we can show you what's out there. We can help build out that map for you, that TFA financial mode roadmap, um, to give you an idea of, what, what you need to do the next 22 years so that you can retire at 62. Sure. Well, again, I, I really like that in, t- in terms of, I mean, they're they're doing an amazing job, in my opinion. I mean, if they're saving 20% a year and they're making 160, I mean, that's a, that's a big chunk of money they're saving. Yeah. Uh, but it's also what can that money do for you? Because we want it to, to grow, right? Yes, so of course. The, the goal is just because you can save it, Great, but how do you make that money multiply? Right. All right. Well, there you go. Um, Kirk, give us a call, 844-832-7469. Let's see. Meredith has a a question. She says, I honestly have no idea if I'm saving enough, not enough, or too much. I don't include inheritances in my planning because I view that as someone else's money that they have the right to spend down completely. I'd rather be surprised and grateful than plan for something that I don't receive. Now, part of the added part of what added to the confusion in my case is the old adage, you should budget 80% of your pre-retirement salary in retirement. That seems high to me. Am I going about this the right way? And can you help me sort things out? So Meredith didn't tell us how old she is, right? No. No. Um, I mean, it kind of goes in exactly what I was telling Kirk. I mean, again, when we sit down with you and walk you through creating your TFA financial roadmap, because statements are not a plan. A lot of people think, well, yeah, I've got a plan because I get it every month. No, that's your statement. Um, And so, you know, again, I would like to plan for 100% of your pre-retirement income salary because um, I find that people still spend the same amount of money when they're retired as they did while they were working and sometimes more because they now have time. Um, they're able to uh, you know, go travel, spend money on kids, grandkids, what have you. So, um, you know, really the same, same answer I gave to Kirk, real, it, it's, it'd be great for you to come in and just sit down with one of the advisors here uh, walk them through what you're doing, show us how the investments are structured and just see, get a second opinion. Are you, you know, the worst case scenario, you keep doing what you're doing. Sure. Right? Absolutely. All right. And again, boy, we are up against the clock, Brooklyn. Why don't you just uh, give folks an opportunity to give us a call? Sure. So as we mentioned earlier in the show, uh, we have carved out time on our calendar to sit down with you at no cost. And you don't have to work with us, even though you have that meeting. It's really just to get a second opinion on what you're doing 
see how much you're paying in fees, um, you know, and also explore other options. Is there a better way of doing things that could make life easier for you in the future? Um, the number here is 844-832-7469. That's 844-TFA-SHOW. And as always, visit the website, texasfinancialadvisory.com. A lot of great information there. Visit all our social stuff, Facebook, YouTube, you know, what have you. Um, just whatever makes sense to reach out to us. 844-832-7469. 844-TFA-SHOW. Hey, Brooklyn, a great show as always. Uh, I always have fun here. It's one of my favorite hours of the week. And uh, really appreciate everybody listening. And we're going to come back next week. We'll have more topics and questions and all of that and more on the Texas Financial Advisory Show with Brooklyn Chandler Williams. Investment advisory services offered to Queen Bee Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Brooklyn Chandler Willie provides general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and is not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Queen Bee Advisors LLC. By contacting Queen Bee Advisors LLC, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.